Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode four of the Shrews Views podcast. My name is Luke Hatfield, and as ever, I'm joined by our Shrewsbury Town correspondent here at the Shropshire Star, Mr. Lewis Cox. Hello, Luke. How are you? Steady. A bit warm. Strange surroundings today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better context is needed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, ordinarily, we record in our, in our well, it's not purpose-built, but but the more the more purpose-built area of the Express and Star and Shropshire Star offices called the Bubble, which uh, offers really good acoustics for our recordings, <laughs> and I might say. Uh, you can book it out, and, and then you know you're never going to get bothered. Unfortunately, it was fully booked we're slumming it today. Yeah, so we've uh, we would ordinarily use a different room, which is no longer accessible. <laughs> no rooms left. Uh, so now we're we're in what I could only describe as a weird mixture of a pub and a restaurant. Yeah, it's it's basically an old abandoned haunted basement. Uh, what used to be the restaurant here at HQ, and it certainly hasn't been the restaurant for what looks like a good 10 years plus I, I genuinely think some of the the furniture um, the upholstery certainly some of the carpets are older than I am um, <laughs> yeah uh, yeah I'd agree with that uh, it's a very strange room but we'll persevere and we're we, you know we're, we're working on through the smell as well aren't we yeah and, and the weird noises coming from the room as well um, yeah either way we'll, we will soldier on um Joined by a man today, uh, in terms of Lewis, who uh, opened up a Barney Bear right before we recorded, oh. but also um, mm. is an Instagram fitness king. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I thought that might came up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fitness king is pushing it a bit, but yeah. I mean, I, you went for I a tried. run in the rain. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was quite significant rain. It was quite severe. As rain goes, that was up there with one of the worst decisions of my entire life. Are people are you people able to follow you on Instagram? Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, yeah. Plenty of town fans are very much aware of that. Oh, are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was Tuesday. Um, I went down to the meadow that night for the Shropshire Senior Cup final. Oh, the biggest um, cup final on the calendar. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, numerous uh, officials from town were asking me about said run. Yeah, it was damp. To say the least. Yeah, yeah, to say but, the least. Well, it was my fault. I mean, I, you know, I'd meant to have gone Monday after work, decided against it. Oh, I'm going to go in the morning. going to go Tuesday morning first thing, because obviously I work late with the, with the match on the night. I'm going to go first thing, you know, rain or shine, I'm going to go. Um, woke up. It looked a bit wet outside on the floor. I thought, no, I've, I've got to go, you know, I mm. can't. And, uh, yeah, I kind of got ready, limbered up, you know, as you do. Hot-footed out of the house and then yeah, it started. And yeah, I'm there in my Liverpool top and shorts, just like <laughs> drowned through. Yeah, it was shocking. And my other half didn't give me any sympathy when I got back either. Just a, Rightly so. A big towel. A big, oh, well, at least they gave you a towel. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's commitment, to be fair. I could have called it a day, like, but I just, you know... I was going to say a quarter of the way into my run about a tenth of the way into my run I was as wet as you can be so mm. I just thought well already fully I'm so wet now. now yeah what's the I'm not going to get any less wet by not carrying on so on I went yeah I thought I'd give the uh, Insta followers what the sort of thing they want to see you know that's the content everyone wants yeah, to see yeah, yeah. I think it is. are you training for a marathon anything like no um, no no I'm just trying to get fit Post-playing career, you're very much still in your prime as a basketball player, but I... I Season starts Sunday, mate. Season starts Sunday. I know. Well, I've long since, I don't say hung up my football boots, but yeah, fitness has uh, rapidly declined over the last few years. Just trying to get fit, just trying to to get out a couple of days a week and get some, say, miles in, get some kilometres in. Um, Yeah, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Not Not where I want to be, but... It's, it's hard motivating my I find it boring running I have to listen to a podcast mm. when I run thankfully none of my own because I would find it hard to motivate me <laughs> listening to my own podcast here but um, yeah I got a few that, that keep me going but I do sort of try and do 5k runs at a time which is modest but it's 
about what I can manage with some inclines. You'll be doing half marathons in no time, mate. I don't know, mate. I don't know. Shall we get on to Shrewsbury Town? Yeah, yeah, let's. Shall we? Um, Right, we're going to run through three games, um, obviously, that... They've gone on since our last podcast. Yeah, and you've it's excluded the Shropshire Senior Cup final there, which I forgive you for, but, you know, it's fine. Come on, mate. Poor, poor Whitchurch Oldport, who are great, by the way, for the record. Brilliant club. Fully deserve to win. If it was a Shropshire football podcast, maybe we'd talk about it. Yeah, that, this is true. This but it's is, not anymore. This is true, but no, it was, uh, yeah. I mean, obviously it was town kids, so it's fairly worth mention. But yeah, it was good. It was, it was good, great club, great fan base. Decent, decent. Uh, the game we're going to start talking about, AFC Wimbledon 1, Shrewsbury Town 1. Yeah. Uh, Jason Cummins, a hero. Yeah, it was a game of two halves. It was pretty poor first half and they just deserved a point in the second half, salvaged a point, could have got all three. Last 10 minutes went a bit basketball, end-to-end. Um, yeah, that that was that was a great start for Cummings you know he was what he would have dreamt it I suppose coming off the bench obviously he's had no pre-season since coming in from Forest very little pre-season he's still not at anywhere near what I suppose you'd consider peak fitness and mm. um, his new colleague and his fellow deadline day signing Callum Lang started looked as as he has so far very good uh, real menace but yeah it's the Cummings Cummings factor the calibre of him Ability in front of goal as a seasoned goal scorer, still at a good age, and yeah, right place, right time to finish a a bit of a glorified tapping on the volley, which you know he finished because he's a, a real goal scorer, um, experienced now in front of goal. He knew where to be and he got the tapping. So yeah, it was great. Town could have won it on another day. Really, they they recovered well from a sloppy first half where. They were undone. The Wimbledon goal was, was an OG. Um, Ethan Ebanks Landell yeah. headed in um, from a corner and it just was a theme of that first half there down at Kingsmeadow. They could not, Town were just not winning first balls from set pieces. They were um, they were really getting bullied to an extent, which, you know, for this big Town team, big defenders you would not expect. But mm. Wimbledon were probably a bit of their makeup. Wimbledon, in terms of set pieces, they were so well drilled in that department and Town were getting undone. Uh, the goal came from that Wimbledon at that point was still winless this se- uh, this season I'm not sure where they are at the minute in terms of wins but yeah it would have been a bad result to go down there and lose certainly it came after the international break after the deadline day there's obviously optimism with the new signings and, and Cummings delivered it was um, yeah it was a great start for him and yeah, we've seen, seen him a little bit since obviously he's uh, he's got another one so yeah great start and Still looking forward to seeing him at full speed, definitely. Just what he was brought to do, wasn't it, really? Yeah, he's yeah. class. He, uh, he's, <laughs> I don't like, really necessarily like to say this, but he looks, and I think he is calibre of Shrewsbury Town. You see why he scored so many goals for Hibs, why he cost Forrest so much money. Um, obviously, it just didn't quite happen for him there for one reason or another, but yeah, what a coup for Town. Like, I there are most, you know, a lot of Shrewsbury Town people who are prob- possibly still pinching themselves that he's at the club full time, you know, wondering how they managed to get him to the club. But yeah, it's going to be some prospect when he's up to speed. Obviously, he got got two goals in two games, and made that two in three with a little cameo at Rotherham. But yeah, serious composure, uh, finishing ability, calmness, uh, intelligence with his movement. It's been great to watch so far, and yeah, mm. he's he's going to be a real. Real good front two, uh, striking force, many options when, when he sort of hits that, you know, gets a few more cameos under his belt, gets that sharpness. So I expect him to start um, Saturday against Fleetwood uh, back in the first 11 alongside Lang. So he'll really be building it up. And yeah, I mean, you just expect him to score when he's on the pitch. He's got that about him. So exciting, exciting, very exciting signing. Should Shrewsbury Town have expected a little bit more going to ASC Wimbledon? Yeah, as you, as yeah. you said, you know, they weren't in good nick. They're still not in great nick. No. No, yeah, well, you know, they were lo- yeah, they'd have gone there with to win that game. Um, their lowly Wimbledon and, and town needed to recover from, from a bad day at Ipswich, albeit there was an international break in the middle. Um, but yeah, you'd have gone there expecting at the very least a point, but, but town mm. to be the better side and renewed optimism with the new signings but 
they made a pretty poor start to that game and you know when they're 1-0 down at half time you take a point you always take a point away you settle for a point away any away point's a decent point especially when you're behind but it wasn't entirely confidence boosting mm. but in the in the wider scheme of town where they are which we'll talk on later that yeah under Sam Ricketts they're very much still getting up to speed uh, in terms of this new squad this season I should say they had an injury crisis most of those are now back but still building their match fitness match sharpness then they had new signings one of which had no pre-season uh, others of which haven't had a pre-season so they're still getting up to speed still as we speak um, they're, they're getting there you know some of them played who have been injured played, played three games in a week mm. on the back of that got knackered as you would Other others tired from international duty um, so just, there are a couple of setbacks and you just want everyone to be up to speed and yeah. that's what the manager wants but it's going to take a bit of patience really and we're going to be into October soon and it's still going to be the case where they're not fully sharp together up to speed but I suspect, you know, two, three months, sorry, two, three weeks down the line, we're hitting another international break, I think mid-October-ish. Yeah. Um, when they get back from that, there, there can't be any more of those excuses, really. I mean, players are back fit. They're building up minutes. There's a point where, you know, you all need to be up to speed. And I think Ricketts has said some interesting things regards um, intensity in games, match sharpness, uh, running distances and that. I've got a story about that in Friday Star and online and yeah I think they're getting there just keep getting little niggles and setbacks that you know take a player a step back a couple of weeks but all in all, in all as, I, as I'm saying in the general scheme of things it's hard to say oh yeah they should have gone to Wimbledon and definitely wouldn't because they're a better team better squad because they're not didn't have everyone up to that was Ollie Norman's first game for example first um, start back and he's you know, arguably for my money, maybe their most important player, captain. So that was massive that day. Probably having Norbs back in the team was probably the, aside from Cummings, the, the biggest factor. Rochon Williams first game back as well, the defender um, injured in the second game of the season. So yeah, there, there were there were good pluses to come from it, but examples of those players getting back up to speed and mm. some of them need to keep building up. Yeah, certainly do. Um, they returned home, of course, after that. Shrewsbury Town four, yeah. South End three. Yeah, proper cracker of a game that. Yeah, well, it, it was a bit of an, <clears throat> that before that at home they'd drawn twice nil nil mm. and won one nil against Pompey. So there'd been one goal in three home games before that. Home fans rightly, you know, like we need more excitement. We need more goals at home. That was before the new strikers had come in. They get lowly south end really, really struggling. I think they were a draw in six defeats. Mm. Um, manager of the south end. Not been a good start really, for them. No, really struggling. And yeah, certainly being at home, town needed to win that. There were almost no excuses, really. You're the home side, you need to go at them. I think a few people, including Ricketts, have said that that was a bit of a quirk, a bit of an oddity that game. I don't think that is town this season conceding those kind of goals mm. town this season is more the nil-nil we saw at Rotherham which is the next game we'll get on to they're good defensively shrews they shouldn't have conceded three against Southend they all know that admittedly Southend are good going forward that's not where their problems are their problems are in other areas so a couple of Southend's goals were real real good efforts you can't really take it away from them but town were comfortable that was not a 4-3 victory game really that is a game they should have won 2-0 up I think they were then they were 3-1 up and 4-2 up they were they were always comfortable Like it was just at the end really South yeah, made a bit interesting didn't they just, 91st win yeah, in it or something exactly and that was top corner from 25 yards I mean they just switched off a bit town when they got the boost of an extra goal they, they thought they were comfortable when you know they shouldn't have obviously switched off but we're not you know town fans will say they're not they're not concerned defensively at at all really I think this is a strong strong defence they've kept four clean sheets in their first nine league games which is impressive return I mean it's nearly one in two isn't it four in nine so if they can keep mm. that I mean if they keep that record up you know starting against Fleetwood this weekend uh, that'd be a superb clean sheet at the Meadow this weekend building on the Rotherham one um, and, and that could be the real backbone to their season you know what is their 46 league games if you can get 
anywhere near 20. I think I saw, I looked at the Paul Hurst season the other day and including playoff semis uh, where they beat Charlton 1-0 home and away. There's 18 clean sheets there. So, you know, if you can get well into double figures for your clean sheets up to 15 and beyond, then they're going to be where they want to be, knocking on the door of the playoffs. Mm. Um, now, all of that goes totally against the 4-3 against Southend, of which I don't think there'll be many games like that at all, like I've said. Uh, but a first example of the firepower, you know, sort of banishing the, the worry around the lack of goals. Obviously, Cummings got his goal at Wimbledon on his debut, got his first start against the Shrimpers, which we were all surprised about because mm. we didn't think he was ready to start really and he could only manage 55 minutes and I'm pretty sure he was blowing by half an hour which you know he put a lot into it and he's not up to those levels yet but he scored a cracker coming mm. to a right behind it and he just on the edge of the box slightly right um, we were right behind it from the meadow press box he just curled it with his left foot into the far corner when it wasn't on there were like defenders in the way mm. the keeper uh, curled it in off the far post class just sums him up with his ability and his movement was great and and Lang uh, Callum Lang his new strike partner on loan from Wigan very excited by him got his uh, got the fourth goal which turned out to be the winner, winner but it was very very much a case of persistence playing off for him because he ran himself into the ground and that's a feature of him so far three games three tireless I can't remember seeing a striker graft so much for town Carlton Morris did it a bit um but Lang, yeah, he got that goal, very much deserved, good finish. Really tried hard to score against South Bend, so I was pleased for him. Trying to uh, go through the rest of the goals in my head. Well, there were seven goals and seven goal scores. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, like, this isn't an, the official quiz of the podcast, but if I just do it in my head. Uh, Norbin scored, obviously, that was, I mean, the one thing he needs to add is more goals. Oli Norbin, uh, great finish from outside the box. Into the into the low into the far corner, off the post as well. Uh, massive for him. He needs to add goals from open play mm. uh, to his game. The only thing lacking really, and to do that already is a big boost. But he was brilliant again. And <sighs> defender Beckles, Omar Beckles scored the opener, which was set up a brilliant cross from another centre half, which is strange. Um, yeah, so you know, good good for defenders to be getting involved with, with scoring. They are a threat from set pieces with three big defenders mm. uh, involved. Three, you know, they've got four centre halves, and all of them are big, hefty guys that will be a threat. So it was a good night, and four three doesn't read the best, does it? And you know, fans were then like, oh, you know, it's a bit simplistic in my view, but oh, we've sorted out the firepower now. We've forgotten how to defend. I think it was a bit of a one off, yeah, honesty, really. There was a game under Paul Hurst when they drew when they won four three at the Meadow on a night and that was a bit of a quirk. So yeah, I don't expect. Albeit yes, they conceded three at Ipswich. Yeah, Ipswich good side. Um, I don't expect them to be shipping those kind of goals. Um, mm. Like I say, four clean sheets in nine, not conceding generally in most of their games. Um, I expect them to to be not that many exciting games. Certainly not to the to the level of that which. It's a bit of it. Sam Ricketts came out and said he'd he'd take all four threes if it if it meant winning. You know, I guess you'd rather win four three than one nil. Um, well, not I'm my pretty opinion. sure the goalkeepers and defenders. Not my wouldn't. opinion, but I'm pretty sure that's what the manager said, which you know provides excitement, doesn't it? But obviously, you want your defence, and and their defence has been keeping clean sheets. Look, they kept a great one at, at South End. So sorry at Rotherham, um, but there were real boosts coming out of that South End game. Uh, n- not least. The, the firepower started to click and them looking dangerous every time they went forward really mm. and you, you touched on the Rotherham game Rotherham nil Shrewsbury yeah. Town nil that's a good point away from home for me yeah that was a really interesting game uh, very good nil nil to be fair you know we've had the it's the the third nil um, nil of Town's league season in nine games the previous two had been at home uh, against Rochdale and Burton and their games where you know their opposition where at home you fancy town as yeah. hosts should uh, you know you're not happy with nil-nil put it like that you want to be the team in the ascendancy and, and, and winning those but that was before they'd got their, their firepower in before deadline day and and this one was very interesting and you could categorise it with, with Ipswich just before the international break Ipswich away and a few games last season under Rick it's not long after he'd t- taken over um, and, uh, I didn't really report it as much as Ipswich 
mm. mainly because most of that I spent stuck in traffic and I didn't get a good look at Town's lineup and, and all of this and the fact that if you remember Ipswich Town conceded in 90 seconds but 2-0 down in 10 minutes and then lost Sean Wally in the first half to a red card so it was basically a bit of a the day was over and the formation was out the window and the game plan before it had begun but mm. he he changed his he changed his normal 3-5-2 for what Ricketts rightly considers one of the tougher away games of the season even though strangely Rotherham started the day below town uh, I think it was 11th v 12th or 13th v 14th or something like that Rother- town got a game in hand on some teams Rotherham got an extra game in hand on them so a bit of a false position for the Millers they're a good side um, and Rickett showed him a lot of respect hell of mm. a lot of respect by basically going 5-4-1 um, so the 3-5-2 you basically keep the three centre-halves bring the wing-backs back to full-backs so you got five at the back mm. um, your four is two centre-mids and, and two wingers really bringing Wally back into the team to add width using Lorraine on the left but their job is to get compact in the middle when they mm. can to stretch uh, and, and one up top and Cummings was, was back on the bench because it wasn't a start that he needed to make you at that fitness level to have the impact and Callum Lang was outstanding in the lone role up front absolutely tireless and so good with the ball in terms of ability so strong holding off big defenders he's just turned 21 this kid he looks the real deal mm. uh, really great great example of how to play the lone front role honestly uh, but and, and I, I put this in my analysis of the game and, and report it was as good defensively for town in a long time for yeah. the best defensive display under Ricketts um, a lot of those kind of wins under Paul Hurst a lot of one nils like that a lot of strong defensive displays and, and Rotherham are strong going forward but they created very little I think Max O'Leary's had one real save to make mm. Colin Morris has put one wide late on where he, probably should have done better but Town gave very little up other than that um, headed everything blocked everything worked so hard you know Ollie Norman puts in 90 minutes and he's cramping up at the end the players are, are knackered and been told this week with the, with the presser of Ricketts for the Fleetwood game obviously sort of going back over Rotherham you know players have, have come out of it with niggling injuries because they just put in so much mm. and, and Sam Ricketts has said that over these three games uh, strangely coincidentally Tanner are unbeaten over the three of them the running stats are starting to go up the fitness levels are going up they're running harder getting more out of it and the idea is that later on in the season when they get more fit and more drilled that they're going to be covering these running distances which means they'll be competitive mm. but not pick up niggling injuries from it at the minute it's a bit while the players are getting fit a bit of a shock to the system all this intensity and they're doing it but they're picking up little knocks and things hopefully they'll all be okay to play against Fleetwood or certainly most of them Mm. Um, but it was a proper battle like rolling sleeves up and, but they weren't camped in their own half they weren't a total onslaught Town could have won it they broke superbly on the counter it's got to be said they really did Lang's pace Sean Morley's pace Laurent then Norban and Sean Goss as the centre midfielders they've got a passive range between them of well above League One mm. both of them can ping 60 yards one's right footed one's left footed it's great balance and that to launch the counters was, you know, had Rotherham and all sorts of bother. Um, there was one break about seven minutes from the end or something like that where Town were like five on one. And Giles had it on the left and his final pass for Cummings was just cut out by the one defender. There might have been another defender back at that point, but that's one example of where they, they could have nicked it, honestly. Mm. Uh, it was a real good... You know, praise the manager for his yeah, tactical work there. It, it worked. It he used something similar not long after taking over at Sunderland last season. Uh, Christmas time last year, got a 1-1 and it worked well there. Worked well in the FA Cup against big sides like Wolves and Stoke. Mm. Um, didn't get a chance to use it at Ipswich in terms of you know conceding in 90 seconds. Kind of blows that idea out of the water yeah. and frustrating uh, the home team, the home crowd. Uh, but it's 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 an interesting one, and a lot of fans when I when I reported the team news and, and and the system and whatnot, a lot of fans were like, "Are you sure? Are you sure it's going to be five at the back, Wally on the right?" And it worked. You know, it's it's certainly now a feather in town's cap and Ricketts' cap that they can go away to these big places and do that. 
and yes it's more defensive and pragmatic and some fans will be like oh that's overly defensive but it works in terms of being solid mm. and it doesn't mean they're not looking to get forward you know they can still win these games they still had chances at Ipswich even though they were 2-0 down for the most of it a hell of a lot of chances lots of you know opportunities on the break at this Rotherham game so I think we will see this in big games to come of which you know there's still a lot of the uh, a lot of the top league one sides haven't played yet mm. certainly away um, I think we'll see it and I think it wouldn't surprise me at all if Town nicks some 1-0s or you know 1-1s away from home which are very good results uh, by using it really really interesting different side of things it was a very very good battling display tireless sort of warriors really uh, like I say best defensive lead they've been under Ricketts full stop in almost what is it now 10, 11 months he's been in charge yeah not bad um, right questions questions from our listeners yeah yeah uh, I've got them have you got them loaded yeah I've got them up I've got them up cool. first one comes from Mr Tom Griff okay muggy hot days in summer or crisp sunny days in autumn Give yeah. me a proper hot day. Um, yeah, I want it. I want it as hot as possible. Tom Griffin knows I'd have my coat on regardless. <laughs> um, crisp in autumn. There's not enough. Does, there's not enough that, heat for me. Does does crisp? Does that mean cold? Crisp mm. means cold, doesn't it? Basically, I think it means like sunny, but a bit 15 chilly. Fifteen degrees sunny. Yeah, yeah. Give um, me, give me 33, 34. I love some proper hot weather. Last, yeah. su- last summer was it? Last summer. I think so. The World the World Cup summer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that yeah. was, I mean, that was. Peak and we had like a was. week of good heat this year, didn't we? We had like a week of summer. Yeah. Um, give yeah, me, I, give me, give me that World Cup summer all over again. I like but, the early. You know, let 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 Harry Kane yeah, square definitely. it. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like the early season games at the start of August where it's like you can walk around in a shirt and just relax like that. They're cool. Um, There's no pressure on anyone because it's first for games nah, this season. Uh, and now, like, it's it's annoying at this point because like the forecasts say a bit of sun. You get there and the sun's out. But I know that I've got to bring jumper or coat because mm. come five thirty, six o'clock at the meadow or wherever I am, it's going to be damn chilly. You know, and I'm going to catch a death in my shirt. So far from me to moan about the weather, but <sighs> the sun. The sun, but how much of that do we get in the football season? Like, not enough. Three weeks, not enough. Basically done. Yeah, exactly. It's cool when you get to late April, May, and yeah, it starts yeah, to yeah. get to the yeah. They're they're good, but then, you know, most likely there's nothing on the line in them, so they're just basically like testimonials, aren't they? End of season on the beach. Unless 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 you're in a relegation battle or a promotion. Yeah, no. well, yeah, which town could be? You know, could I? I mean. <sighs> They'd, they'd much rather have nothing on the line than be near the bottom fighting relegation obviously mm. but they'll have hopes on you know being in the playoff mix come April May next season um, I like it's not in his options here but I I like right when it's cold and I've got like 10 layers on because you know where you stand you know yeah. if, it, if you've got too many on you can take a couple off or whatever but fingerless gloves Hat, scarf, love it. I like I like Christmas time. Yeah. I like I like a, a proper stereotypical winter's day. Frost on the ground. Snug in it. Yeah, yeah. It's not like not windy, not rainy. A sunny day, but cold. You can go out in a hat, and you know you got your yeah. scarf on, you got a nice big coat. Yeah, I like I like all that. The, the, there are the extremes that I don't. Scunthorpe away was right in the weekend of the beast from the east, and that was the coldest I will ever be in my life regardless of what happens for the rest of my life. So, that you don't like them, obviously, because, oh, it's horrendous. But, um, yeah, you don't want snow falling in on your laptop, breaking your laptop, but, yeah. I don't I, mind I don't, some snow. Snow's okay, but it, it, it gets it gets boring real quick. It, dep- it depends if it's ruining your technology. But, yeah, um, yeah, I like the winter. I like, I like the layers. My, like fa- my favourite is summer though. My I don't like crisp in between. I don't like what, what Tom's getting at there. I don't like when when it's trying to lull you into a, oh it's sunny but it's not really like yeah. I'm not having that. Give me a proper yeah. summer's day. Make your mind up. Day. Either be hot or cold. Yeah. Salopcast. Shout out Salopcast. Um, <laughs> do you like pickled eggs? I can't stand pickled eggs. I'm no. a big pickled onion fan. Yes. Pickled onions. I don't know From if I've ever ate a pickled egg. Huh? I don't know if I've ever ate a pickled egg. I mean, they don't look great. No. 
I'm not a fan they of. They look egg. like big not pickled f- onions, don't they? I'm not a fan of eggs in general. Oh, that's a bad call. No, I've like it, they always smell horrific. Yeah, well, yeah, they do. Yeah, <laughs> but they taste good. Um, no pickled eggs. No. Are they those things that people eat whole and you're like, what? Well, they have them in them big jars and chip yeah, shops, don't yeah, they? Yeah. But a pickled onion. They're nice. Little ones. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I used to, back back in the day, when I used to go to my, my nan's house, we'd have Marmite sandwiches and pickled onions. Which smells like it. <laughs> or uh, as hot as it is. Yeah, it, yeah, it's, yeah, where we're recording has got a proper feel of like, Old person's you know, home. You that's know, like, yeah, that's what I'm Yeah, you know when you go to your, like, your nan's or your granddad's and it was just, it was... It wasn't like boiling hot, like you're not sweating, but it makes you tired. Yeah. Like, um... Might have to take a post-pod uh, nap, to be honest. 100%. But, uh, yeah, little little, little pickled uh, onions chopped up into a burger. Oft. But, no, nah, I'm not having a pickled egg. That's no, me neither. Ridiculous behaviour. William Davis. Kind of carries on from a subject we were talking about before. Okay. Do you think we have a shot at the playoffs this year? Yes. I think there's a shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they got they got a squad that can get in the playoffs yeah I don't even think that's a a bold big claim really I think they've got ambitions they've backed rickets to get these players in on paper the squad looks like it could get it I think there are a bunch of teams that will think the same to Mm. be honest if you look at the what could be the top half of League One clubs they would all think I mean Fleetwood who are coming to the Meadow on Saturday a fourth as we speak yeah Got a bigger budget than town, considerably, uh, despite the fact you'd think they're a small club. Uh, high profile manager, obviously, some big, big players. Uh, and they're just one of, you know, you could list 11, 12, 13 clubs that will mm. give that same answer. But town are in there without question. Um, they shouldn't be looking over their shoulders at the other end. Um, realistically, finishing 12, 13, 14, sort of mid table comfort that they've never really had. Mm. In, in recent years should be acceptable but they want they want more this season certainly so they should be fighting for it and, and hopefully you know come the new year come spring you know when Feb goes to March and, and, and what not then we you know it's an exciting fight to get in the playoffs you know and who knows what could happen from there realistically if if this team stay bad injury free you know don't lose key players for, for long periods and all manage to get up to speed and play consistently um, they've got a big chance I think mm. Sam Northwood which of our players has the most potential it's a good question yeah yeah it's good Deloney's count because Ryan Giles is yeah he's got uh, potential I'm happy to count Deloney's but um, I'm a bit skewed because um, as uh, people will be able to read uh, Friday in the paper and on the website we and you may have seen on my Twitter we interviewed Roshan Williams for the first time today he's been at the club since January it's the first press conference we've had with him because he's a very quiet shy guy Um, and yeah we had a don't particularly I hasn't ever experienced doing interviews basically so we did him today and he was great really really, you know really good speaking to him and I think you know his, his United pedigree he didn't have to leave Man U. I think Rochelle is possibly the one with the most potential. Giles is a good shout. I hadn't really thought about him. Um, you try and take it like with age, don't you? Like, I mean, mm. Giles is 19. Rochelle is just turned 21. Um, Callum Lang, new loney from Everton, sorry, not Everton, from Wigan, is just turned 21. Um, he has got a shot if he yeah if he can carry on the way he started at town he's very mm-hmm. highly rated by Wigan in the championship so but I think I think the way Wolves regard Giles um, it's difficult not to say him um, but Roshan he's got aspirations to get back up there you know if not to Man U who were his club to play in the Prem mm-hmm. certainly and from what we've seen in nine or ten months of him he's been absolutely great he made uh, I looked earlier for a piece on writing and 22 appearances for town and he from the moment he came in his first ever senior football in league one awful surroundings compared to what he's been used to mm. I remember his debut like Bristol Rovers and he's just been great really mature yeah and now he's part of such a solid defence um, I've picked out the young guys there but you know Norban um, Laurent Pierre 
are just some. You know, Okunabiri, you could say, Sean Goss, 23. Um, guys that Town have got on contract mm. who are not as young. Like Goss is 23. The likes of Norban, Pierre, you know, 26. But good players at this level with the possibility to go up to the Championship if they have a good time with Town. Mm. Um, so yeah, a, a lot of potential at good age, really good. But if I had to, if I had to pick one, I'd say Roshan, uh, closely followed by Giles. But Roshan is Town's player. Giles is alone. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul Richard, uh, I still think Fajiri's our best striker. Where is he in the pecking order? Good question. Um, yeah, I don't. I'm not surprised he says that. I mean, he's top scorer last season. Um, he's such a goal scorer. Faye, such a poacher in the box between the sticks he'll put it away mm. um, where is in the pack he's currently recovering from a hamstring uh, problem he's one of one of the few really now only two or three that have a have have an injury per se or have had an injury and they're on the way back from the other, others are just sort of fitness mm. related uh, but Faye's had a hamstring problem that's put him out for a, a while Um Obviously, in this three-five-two, Ricketts plays two up front, so gives you more of a chance to get in than, than one up front, certainly. Yeah. Um, but in terms of pecking order, I, he's got to. He's, he's further down than Cummings, further down than Lang, and then you've got the rest. They're not short of options. Steve Morrison, um, someone not been mentioned. Daniel Udo, Steve Morrison. You know, thirty-six-year-old former Premier League Millwall captain didn't even travel to Rotherham. Mm. We weren't injured, so that's an indicator of the strength and depth. Sean Worley, you know, <laughs> considered by possibly me and others the club's best attacker. He's been up front all season, not really his position, but the, where he's been playing. So you got to consider him possibly above above Faye in the pecking order. Fajiri's got some work to do. I think he can do it. I think him and Lang, him and Cummings could be a great partnership. But he's just got to get up to speed get those performances in, put in the hard yards that I touched on earlier. You know, Lang is tireless mm. and, and, and Fajiri's maybe got to show a bit of that. But they're all different strikers. You know, if, if you're desperate for a goal and you can bring Faye off the bench, he's going to pop up with something mm. more often than not. You know, if Cummings' fitness takes a while to come around, takes a month and, and Faye gets back, you'd, you'd want to stick him in. You know, Morrison offers something different, doesn't he? If you want to go more direct up to his head, he's going to win things. And, and Sean Wally, we know what he's about. Um, Daniel Udo, we had Ricketts say this week how, how sort of surprised everyone, him included, has been of, of Udo, the way Udo settled in, you know, go back to that Wimbledon game we started with in this pod and, and Udo started, you know, got the nod mm. in front alongside Lang to the surprise of most, but obviously Udo came on and he's heroics at Stanley with his winner there. Um, I mean, there's six or seven strikers in the building. Faye is probably halfway down it yeah but it's, it's hard to say Fajiri's not been fit while the two new strikers have been in the building so he's back in training Faye we reported that today as, as we speak at a press conference at Sundown today and Fajiri's been doing a bit of training this week so he a push could be on the bench for Fleetwood a push but I think it makes no sense to rush him and you know if you've got other fit strikers that can be on the bench you know Udo Morrison mm. get them on instead um, but he's getting there, Faye, and I think he'll play a big part still. But you know, there are newer guys that have been signed that are probably ahead of him. Mm. Last question comes from Clive. Okay. After Liverpool tried to copyright copyright the city's name, should Shrewsbury <laughs> Town copyright Town and Salop? Great question. Um, no, it was an absolutely failed attempt from Liverpool. No I mean, sport is a bold move. No that secret is. that I'm a Liverpool fan, but I think most Liverpool fans were like. Yeah, especially the Scousers. They wouldn't. They they really wouldn't like that. The locals, but just commercial. What's the word? Commercial. Uh, I'm not sure. But just that side of things. Just going too far, isn't it? You, yeah. Yeah, and and obviously, I mean, Liverpool are a global superpower, one of the biggest clubs in the world, and the way they're going at the moment. So and you know they. They're with New Balance at the moment, but they're trying to get a kit deal with Nike, aren't they, or something, which is going to hmm. emulate and take them beyond Man U's kit deal. They're trying to get to within like the the number one club worldwide. Obviously, we know they've got fan base, but that's like taking it too far. You you can't 
you can't do that. And I don't think, uh, I think a lot of people at Liverpool didn't really want it to happen. Whether it was a mistake or error on their part, I don't know. To obviously it got out in, in the media and there's a bit of a backlash, but it's not going to happen now, is it? And it would never happen at a, no. a League One club, obviously, would it? And I think, I think there'd be a little backlash if it happened here, like because Shrewsbury have a lot of people that aren't interested in sport, football, set the club. All depends on what you copyright. And if you copyright in the phrase salop. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, that's the club's nickname. But then, you know, it has heritage, doesn't it, with, with the whole county, actually. So it's, it's, not, it's not exactly that fair. It's never going to be advice. cut and dry. No, no, but obviously you can't say town because how many towns are there? Shrewsbury. I just don't understand it. I mean, it's, you, you, there's no way that a football club like Shrewsbury could copyright the word Shrewsbury from you know a place that's a reasonably sized town where it's got a lot of interests aside from football. It's not like mm. you know in Liverpool. I mean, aside from Everton, Liverpool's everything, isn't it? As of the club, yeah. You know, it's it's a bit different. Um, so yeah, I like the question, but no, uh, never try that. I'd be surprised if they did, but. You know, stranger things might have happened. Yeah, sir, certainly. Right, um, let's have a quick quiz. Okay. It's called Luke's Price is Right. <laughs> okay. Um, what I'm going to do is, um, I've got a series of stats here, all number-based, of course. Um, and I'm going to give you the first one, and then from then on, you're going to guess whether a stat is higher or lower than the okay. previous one. Higher. Uh, off topic, have you been watching Supermarket Sweep? No. Good. Pretty bad, but and it's is it like, poor? yeah. I mean, have you seen the relaunch? No, I've not watched any of it. So, obviously, Dale Winton was the guy, yeah, back in the day. Sadly, passed away recently, didn't he? A couple of years ago, whenever. Uh, the show has long since been off, but it's like my child. I don't know about you, you're a little bit older than me, but that I remember that. I remember it, it was never something I watched no. too often. Oh, anyway, Rylan of X Factor, oh, big yeah. brother fame, yeah, yeah. As, uh, has relaunched it and yeah it's yeah it's tacky to say the least oh dear yeah yeah what sort of supermarket are they based in it's a studio but it's set as a supermarket oh so it's not an actual supermarket no 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 I think it's sponsored by Tesco to be fair every little helps um, but even my even my missus is not having it no she watches some does she watch some trash TV does she yeah she's improved she only watches Towie now when I met her she watched all of them. Oh. But I can't say much, can I? I spend the whole summer tweeting about Love Island, which Shrewsbury fans tell me off for, but you know, I'll stick by Love Island. Also, The Circle started the other night. Shout out that. to any people that watch The Circle. Richard Madeley's didn't in there. We, yeah, didn't we talk about The Circle last year? Yeah, we did, yeah. We did? I haven't watched it this year. No, no, no. We, we're only one episode in. Obviously, it's on every night, isn't it? But uh, it's a good concept, that show. Strange. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Catfish, anyway. Catfish World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very strange. Um... My first stat for you. Okay. Out of curiosity, can you guess what Shrewsbury Town's possession was against Rotherham? Oh, good question. The reason I say it's a good question is because some fans have been very interested in possession this year, mainly because Town have struggled possession-wise, mm. even in home games against teams they should have been better than. They were, their, their possession was in the 30s, low 40s. It's not always about possession, though. It's about meaningful no, no, possession. No, 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 it's not. And, you know, they got they got draws from those nil-nils, obviously. But against Rotherham, see, I, I don't know if I looked, which is bad of me. Should have. But Rotherham should be higher. Right, are you going to give me a number and then me go higher or lower? Or? Yeah, yeah, well, after... Like, I'll, this after was just, this one, was, this one okay. was just a guess. No, that's cool. Um... Did I see someone tweet that Shrews had more of the ball? I don't know, I'm going to go just Rotherham. It, Rotherham were the side with more possession, I'm sure. So I'm going to say like 55% Rotherham. So 45 Shrewsbury. Yeah, sorry, no, 45 Shrews. No, 37% possession. Shrews. Yeah. Yeah, well it's been, yeah, fans listening to this will know, it's been at that point for a lot of the season it's more understandable against a team like Rotherham away where the emphasis is on Rotherham to, mm. and Shrews are happy to play that system where they're dropping deep and saying come and attack us yeah it's been honestly they've had home games where it's been 37 which you can understand why fans want a bit more mm. uh, okay 
was the possession against Ipswich higher or lower? Higher. It was higher, forty percent just. Well, yeah. I mean, again, that's low, isn't it? But with ten men at Ipswich, where they lost three 0 you'd expect it to be lower than that, wouldn't you? But yeah, it's a bit of a quirk, really. Um, I don't think that now they're together as a team with all the players back. Mm. I don't think it will continue to remain that low. I think they'll start to look for more control of the ball. Uh, but you know, they're each sort of game dependent, aren't they? Like mm. Rochdale, who came to the meadow and got a nil-nil, they are a footballing team. Like they just play it around and very well as well. To be fair, so that was no surprise they got more possession than Town. But it, it can be dependent, can't it? Some teams more direct Wimbledon stuff like that mm. pass accuracy versus Ipswich was it higher or lower than the 40% pass accuracy <sighs> lower no it was higher higher 56% of the wow. passes they made they completed ok Sean Worley's weight <laughs> higher or lower than 56 in kilograms kg oh 56 kg is very light. Yes, it is. Isn't it? It's very light. I am small, but I weigh a lot more than 56. Sean is also quite small. He's about my height. But he's he's very slight, Sean. There's not much on him. Higher than 56. You, he is higher, 67 kilograms. Um, I know Sean Wally. Longest serving player. I've got no excuse not to get that. Daniel Udo's total... Goals scored since 2018. Higher or lower than 67? 2018? Yeah. So that includes... He joined Telford that year. He had 18-19 with Telford. Higher than 67? Higher or lower? Lower. Lower is right. Oh, he scored a lot, yeah. 32 goals he scored. That would be incredible. Yeah, it would be... Like, that would have been unreal. I mean, he got... 30-odd for the books, I'm pretty sure, in all comps. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, he'd have done well to get double that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Josh Lawrence, kit number. Oh! Higher or lower than 32? Good question. But I think he is... Well, he's lower. I think he's 28. He is 28, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Total shots from both sides... In Shrewsbury's 4-3 win over Southend. <laughs> this is shots in total, so they can be on target or off target. Oh, From both sides. I'll tell you what, Higher or lower than 28. That'll be close. That'll be close. I'm going to say lower, but it won't be lower by much. It's lower by one. Oh. 27. <laughs> Thrilling. The audience are on there. Oh. On bated breath. Yeah, the price is right. It used to be wild, didn't it? It really did. (laughs) The minute in which Ethan Ebanks Landell scored the own goal against Wimbledon. 27. Higher or lower than 27? Ah, it's higher. It's higher. I think it was in the 30s. 31st minute, you're right. Yes. And the last one, Jason Cummings kit number. Higher or lower than 31? Higher. 35. Yes, you are. He has it. I think there's there's some... Think that that's his number. I don't know why. I'll find out. But that was pretty sucks. I struggled at the start with the old uh, possession stats. <laughs> Pass yeah, completion. They're, they're pretty, I mean, it's pretty tricky, those yeah. kind of stats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's but, good. That, we'll, we'll play that again. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to come up I think that's more. one fans can play along with at home, can't they? Yeah, they can. No, they'll be sitting on the train or on the bus or in the car. Walking their dog. Saying, higher, higher. <laughs> lower, lower. Um, Love it. So yeah, Lewis, you touched on um, injuries before now. Give us an, give us an update. Oh, okay, um, I'll give you an update on what I know because understandably they don't divulge everything mm. because obviously Joey Barton and his cronies are listening. To the oh yeah, Joey will be listening to this. He'd, yeah. he'd have been playing no, along but, with but prices, realistically, right? all, all analy- analysts and whatnot listen to the, to the media interviews to get what they can. So... As I say, Fajiri, Okunabiri's hamstring, he's getting over it, he's back in training this week, he's missed a few weeks with that, whether he makes 18 on Saturday, I'm not sure. Uh, Aaron Pierre has been a funny one. He's a surprise omission against Southend in the 4-3. He also didn't finish feature at Rotherham, so that's two games he's missed. Big defender for town, possibly Mm. one of their better players so far this season. 
Um, he just seems to have struggled since the international duty. He came back, played at Wimbledon, and I think by all accounts, he's a bit, I say tired, slash under the weather, slash a little niggle. He's just not up to speed, not fit enough to contend mm. with. Uh, now, he is one alongside Louis Thompson, who is on loan from Norwich, who we haven't seen. We have seen him start in the checker trade. Sorry, not it's not called the checker trade anymore. I the leasing.com. I can't I just call it, it the, the EFL trophy. trophy. Yeah, I know. The leasing.com, Louis Thompson started in the Port Vale. But Louis Thompson and, and, and Pierre, uh, Sam Ricketts was quite quiet on both of them, really, not giving much away. They've, I think they've both got a chance of being involved. P- look, Pierre's been a starter. So if he's ready, you'd think mm. he'll come in and start. That's harsh on Beckles or whoever would come out because they've all been great at the back. There's four top centre-backs for three positions. Um, Thompson hasn't started yet in the league, so mm. he's and he really is working his way back up. He hasn't had a pre-season. So he, he was showing what he can do in these um, cameos from the bench. Did really well in some appearances. Got fans quite rightly excited. Uh, but Sorry, pardon me. He had a little setback. Um, not quite sure the specifics on that injury weren't sort of told to us but he missed a few now and and like I said Sam Ricketts has said today that well he said neither here nor there really he said they're going to be assessed yeah um, those pair I don't think along with Fajiri now aren't far off I think if it's, if it's not Saturday you'd back them all to be involved for the next game which is the following Saturday mm. which is a trip to Tranmere uh, of course Mickey Mellon's Tranmere aside from that and, and as fans will be able to read in, in uh, tomorrow and Friday I should say in, in the Star and Online um, and as I touched on earlier in the pod and this is in with the injury situation they left the New York Stadium in Rotherham with a lot of niggles yeah um, mostly because of the type of game and performance it was ran themselves into the ground mm. really high running uh, distance stats stuff like that when they're still getting up to speed knocked a few of them back mm. uh, and a few of them have missed as Sam Ricketts has, has said today several days training this week um, wouldn't tell us who they are because he doesn't want Fleetwood to know yeah. obviously but I would suspect most of them will make it I mean if there are four or five as well as the three that I've already said missing then Tanner are in big trouble because mm. that'll be eight players sidelined uh, so I think they'd make it through I just think the interesting thing with that is that you know we can see that while Tanner are getting up to speed at the moment, they're still not quite at the stage where they can fully handle the demands that the management want in terms of the running and what you know the intensity. Yeah. And, and Ricketts has said, you know, when we get up to speed, when we get everyone in, and we've trained more, they'll be able to handle those, be able to handle that running in those games and not get injuries from it. So that's where mm. Tanner aiming aiming at uh, getting. But yeah, hopefully, touch wood, these four or five niggling injuries that you know the players get over them for Fleetwood because you know Town haven't played a home game on a Saturday for almost exactly a month mm. um, the home game against Southend on the Tuesday night didn't get the highest crowd as you, as you don't do on the Tuesday night so they've got, got a big chance at home to show the the home fans the, the fans you want to show what they're about now now everyone's coming in new strikers in mm. Norban back people back to show them what they're about it'd be a shame if that was sort of blighted by three or four more absentees yeah. so hopefully they're all fine for Saturday um, sure look we'll see who is or who isn't involved on Saturday and get the lowdown from the manager afterwards but in terms of the one we know Pierre Thompson Okunabiri I'd be surprised if any started on Saturday um, Pierre might make the bench as cover but again wouldn't surprise me if he didn't so, but they're they're not serious. They're close. They're close. Mm. And the other the other ones are just sort of feeling the niggly effects of hard running, hard mm. graft, basically. So you know, no serious concerns. Cool. Let's get on to um, the preview then before we finish up. Yeah. Um, Shrewsbury, Fleetwood, Joey Barton's Fleetwood, uh, fourth in the table. We should maybe speak to Rosie Swarbrick and get some they're, inside info. <laughs> eh? They're like the um, League One Frank Lampard's derby. Yeah, they are. Because, you know, they, when you are, there's a high-profile manager, you've got to mention him before the club. Joe yeah, Barton's yeah. Fleetwood. It's almost not like a legal requirement. Not not just Fleetwood, obviously. Um, 
Yeah, they are going to be a tough test. We've touched on it in the pod. You know, they're not they're not messing around this season. They're a small club with a small fan base, small ground, but big aspirations. Yeah, yeah, they've got big ambitions. Yeah, 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 absolutely. They, you know, if you if you're organising the league by budget, they'll certainly be higher than Shrewsbury and mm. well into the top half, I would suspect. Um, and it wouldn't. I mean, they've had a go at the playoffs before, haven't they? I think when they had Uwe Rosler as as manager of the German, they they had a, a flirt with the playoffs and. They've shown they can do it. Uh, I think one day, certainly the amount of backing they're getting, that they'll have a real close front thing at making a champ or even make it. And they've started the season well, and Barton's proven that he can put a team together and get results. So mm. he's obviously got something about him as a manager in his first job. They got good players. They got Chet Evans up front, who you know they've obviously forked out a bit to get all of him because a lot of clubs would have taken Chet Evans for his goal scoring prowess. They've got ex-Sheffield United midfielder Coots in the middle of midfield got young Jordan Rossiter on loan from Liverpool they've got Josh Morris who for what uh, you know not so long ago was one of the better attackers in the league they've, they've got a lot you know I'm a, mm. I, I, they're a club and a squad that have got a lot of firepower and a lot of creativity I'm not so sure about how strong they are at the back and perhaps there's some of there for time to get at um, I would suggest but it would be a good clean sheet given through lots of players I've just gone through there I think you know, Town would do well and it would take all of how good Town are defensively this season and those defenders we've touched on and, and whatnot to um, to keep another shutout um, on Saturday and if they would it'd be five clean sheets in ten in the league mm. which you know that's that's uh, I speak to Roshan today one of the defenders and he said that the manager sets them clean sheet targets and one in two is a hell of a clean sheet record, isn't it? And yeah. I mean, if they up. kept that up, they'd be on surely pushing for the playoff positions if they mm. kept one clean sheet in two up. So that's got to be the target, you know. They'll, they'll be on, on track for it if they get a, a shutout on Saturday. You'd hope that it's not a nil-nil mm. because they've drawn two out of four home league games nil-nil already. So the home fans want to see some intent. Yeah. You know, obviously this is a first Saturday home game where Cummings is around, where Lang's around, new look strike force, all of that into consideration. Sure, a couple of headaches for Ricketts. He's got to see how these niggling injuries are. Hopefully they're fine to, to feature. Um, it won't be the conservative system that they took to Rotherham. It'll be back to the 3-5-2, mm-hmm. win home side. Let's have a go at it, even though Fleetwood are a good side. So I'm looking forward to it. Interesting one. Certainly not. You know, as a neutral, if you hadn't looked at the table, you looked at that. You, you just, and this is probably naive, and you, you shouldn't say it about a club, but you think like it's little old Fleetwood, like mm. a small club that the home team should be looking to beat them, but it's it's not that. It's not that cut and dry, is it? It's that's not how it works. Um, ambitious side, one of the toughest, one of the tougher tests so far, I'd say. Hmm. Give me a prediction then to finish up. Um, I put draw in the paper, so I'm gonna go draw. 1-1 one, one, I reckon no clean sheet then I'd love it I'd love a clean sheet because then I'd spend the whole week writing how they have a clean sheet every other game so they mm. can't they can't scupper that scupper that little stat surely not yeah it'd be, it should be a big boost I think to get another clean sheet you feel like this is what we're really about as a defensive unit well, I think we saw it at Rotherham I think we've seen it already you know if Fleetwood get, get a goal it won't make town bad defensively just mean they've got to go and score another one at the, at the top end, which hopefully home fans will, you know, be shown that they can do. Now, obviously, they did it against South End, but you know they've been been whipping boys for a few, haven't they, South End? Mm. So to go and do it, I think I wrote it before Rotherham. You know, the manager said go and put in a, a bit of a statement performance and get a statement result. You know, put in a good performance, got a good nil nil. Um, do it at home, go one better. Wouldn't complain, mate. That'd be good. Big, it'd be really, um, really. I think they're eleventh as we speak, town, and a win there certainly take them into the top ten. And mm. you know, be looking like, like we're talking about how they should be going for in the playoff mix this season. So there's a lot to look forward to this season. Yep, right. That just about does us, mate. I think so. Exactly. Unless you've got anything else. No, no, I can't. Um, it's been a, it's been a pleasure as always. As always, after a pod, I need a good long drink because my throat is drained. But I need a nap. 
Yeah, where well, that's the uh, old folks' home settings are in. Yeah. Hopefully, we're is. not in the dungeon next time. We <laughs> next time we are making sure to book our studio one time. But right, that just about does it from us then. So. Um, if you enjoyed this, then make sure to uh, drop us a like and um, let us know on iTunes because those reviews really do help us out. Uh, but until next time, it's bye-bye from me and bye-bye from Mr. Lewis Cox. Bye-bye. <laughs>